today on the episode, we've got uh, Sam Shaw and William Daughtry. And uh, Sam is a resident here of the good state of Tennessee. Will is that other place right next to Texas you might know as Oklahoma. That's right. Um, and Sam was super eager about coming on the show, and I couldn't tell him no. So I know, and... I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not a problem. But uh, Will is actually looking to possibly be one of the co-hosts for the show coming up. So we're hoping uh, we're hoping he doesn't blow it today. <laughs> Damn it! I'll do my best, right. but no guarantees. I know, right? <laughs> so like before a job we, interview. yeah, but it's yeah. you. You, you got to do the job to make sure you do the interview, right? That's right. Um, but I would like to say that today's episode is sponsored by the uh, Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. If you are drunk at 2 a.m., why not Waffle House? So, all right. So, let's uh, let's get into it. So, there's a lot of news out there. Anything y'all want to talk about? So, I mean, there's a lot of LPTN-type news. You know what I mean? I, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if we if we wanted to get into that first off because I'm not sure how how much the co-host is familiar with it or or if he even knows about it. You know what I mean? I caught up on all the other podcasts, so I've got you know I watched the Trisha Butler episode and a few others, so I'm kind yeah. of I'm kind of caught up. And oh, it's a little confusing to me. Yeah, I mean, just shortly before we started, and I'll introduce myself. My name's Sam uh, Shaw. I'm Sevier County Chair for the LP. I've been an LP member since 2016, uh, libertarian, probably shortly after Ron Paul revolution type uh, stuff there. Um, but I just saw that Tom Arnold uh, put out a video, or Liberty Claus is what a lot of people know him as, I guess, um, saying that he's going to disassociate from the a libertarian party in Tennessee, um, which to me is sad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Tom's like a dad to me. He's one of the guys that got me started in all this. And um, I, it's it's sad that it's come to this. I guess his reasonings I'm not really sure about. I think he's just tired. And he is an older dude, and he has been at, at this fight for a long, long time. So anything that happens in our little state party, you know, like uh, the national people email him, call him, harangue him, and ask him. I think he's just over that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um but it seems the fight seems to boil down to messaging or um, being taken seriously. Uh, I'm not sure. It seemed to start over people eating balls. I know that sounds weird, <laughs> but uh, if you guys have anything on that. But I, from what I saw, there was a, a festival going on, and they were trying to raise some money. Um and the, the, the funny part about it was like testicle eating. And if you donate, they're going to eat the more balls they eat. You know, um, I don't know how that correlates, but and then some people were a little upset that that's kind of, um, you know, shitty messaging or it's kind of like um, not grandstanding, but kind of like, you know, if we're ever going to be taken serious, we can't be doing things like that. and um, That kind of wave of the party. What do you guys think about that? Do you agree with that statement? Man, that's that's a national thing. I mean, it it's probably in Tennessee just as, as much any other state, but that seems to be the hot issue right now across the board, kind of in the caucuses and just the whole party, man, is how do we want to be perceived? And, you know, there's a lot of people who have been in this party a long time and sold party, and uh, they've got a lot of identity in it. And I get that, you know, we're eccentric. You know, we're individualists, so a lot of us have, you know, our own unique personalities, our own unique features to bring to the table. Um, but, you know, I think there's a fine line. I don't want to sacrifice principles whatsoever. I'm a pure idealist. You know, I say that we should, you know, stand firm for what we believe in. For the, uh, for the ball eating, I can, see, I can see another side to it that maybe, you know, you're getting to a level of uh, obscurity and kind of silliness that might make people second guess us a little bit. Yeah, I think the, the, the pushback comes from we've made a lot of headway in our state this year with elected officials, and we've gotten several elected officials in, in counties. <clears throat> and when their constituents see ball eating and things like that, after they voted for this elected official, 
those officials are starting to get pushed back. Like, is this what your party's about? Is this the kind of stuff you guys want to do? And they're kind of like, hey, 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 can we streamline it a little bit? Which to me is like, I don't, I, you know, I don't know how, you know what I mean? I don't know how I feel about that because it doesn't matter to me. If they're raising money, like you can eat all the balls you want as long as we're talking about drug strikes and, you know what I mean? And how Absolutely, the state yeah. fucking takes away every bit of our liberty. Like as long as there's a message to it and you can hook them with some ball eating, I'm all about it. But I can understand if you're an elected official and you're trying to push legislation in a libertarian stance and you have people who don't know anything about libertarian principles and then they see that kind of shit or um to see james weeks stripping at the convention you know what i mean like you know boot on the head kind of stuff um mm -hmm. but there's another side to that that it's it's brought a lot of eyes to us you know there is the whole you no know, publicity is bad publicity and we don't want to be like the status you know what i mean we're not like that and we're almost forced to work in their system so i mean to me it's like just eat the balls but make sure you're talking about drone strikes <laughs> <laughs> you know uh i will say that i've i've not taken a side in all this just because it i do see both sides of the argument i do see wanting to have a good time wanting to have fun and just being weird is you know honestly being libertarian is weird to most most of the country but on the flip side, I do understand that, you know, there are people who have personal investments in all this. Uh, I don't know what the right course of action is on that. I think, you know, the discussion should be had. Um, uh, that's really just kind of why I stand is just let people discuss it and have the opportunity to say their piece and we can figure it out. And the bad part about that is, is it seems like the discussion is taking a backseat to people just throwing jabs and quitting. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, yeah. we're not having that hard conversation, you know, because when you look at LPTN or the Libertarian National Party, so we're admitting we're a political party. So we're going to mm -hmm. have to work as a political party, which means getting elected and passing legislation or de-legislation, you know what I mean? Um, so you gotta, we're going to have to figure this out because it's, um, we're never going to get anywhere if we can't hash these differences out. And the bad part about it is, is these differences are taken, um, taken over our Facebook groups and our pages, and other people peep that and see that. And people who are interested right. in libertarian principles are like, dude, these guys are. There's 300 comments about testicle eating. Like this is insane. So um, maybe they 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 are better served on Discord or in private messages or something like that. You know what I mean? We're gonna hash out the messaging. But it, I've been in the party for years now, and it—it's always this has been a, an issue for a long time, you know. No, I completely agree. Yeah, I, do I feel think like. That uh, messed, oh, go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Sam. Uh, go ahead, uh, Will. Oh sure, I was just gonna say, you know, it's like whether boots on the head, you know, the ball eating. It's like I don't sympathize with the guys who are willing to bail, and I get the frustration with each party and how you know there's a lot of you know discourse and disagreement. But at no point are the Republicans and Democrats ever going to be a more attractive option. So if you've got a problem, I mean, stay in the party and help fix it and help fight for it. I don't see the point ever getting out. You know, I mean, if, I don't sympathize with it. Okay. So I, I do, like I said, I, I do say that, you know, I think everybody's voice should be heard. Everybody should have their opinion. Um, maybe some of that can be done behind closed doors, um, you know, where it's not so open because it does it kind of does sow that seed of you know uh chaos and you know we do want to look not necessarily unified but look like we know what the hell we're kind of talking about at least you know as far as taking care of business um but yeah i mean it's that's that's as far as i'm personally willing to get into all that i don't i don't yeah. want to pick sides i don't want to Say somebody's wrong, somebody this person's wrong, that person's wrong, and whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking into naming names or like going crazy drama about it, but I hope we can hash it out and that uh, we don't get people just jumping ship. You know what I mean? I mean, Tom, I mean, Tom Arnold's uh, to me that's a big deal. I'm just, I'm, you know what I mean? Just to see yeah. him disassociate from the LPTN when I wouldn't be a county chair without the man. Um, it hurts. It hurts my heart. I think a lot of people feel the same way that, you know, it, it, it did shock the hell out of a lot of people. 
you know, it was like one of those things where nobody seen it coming. And, uh, I mean, maybe some people seen it coming and I'm just, you know, I'm blind to all of it, but you know, to me personally, I didn't see it coming. Uh, you know, Tom, I've only met him a handful of times and every time I've met him, he's a great dude. You know, I, everybody I've had to work with so far, you know, I would say I, I get along well with most of them, you know, whether they feel the same way about me or not, but I, I don't have any personal animosity towards anybody. It's just, I think, I think it is just a personal preference issue. And that is something, and as Will said, you know, it is something so that we're seeing nationwide that we need to figure out, um, as a party and as a, really as a political identity is just figuring out how we're going to handle these things, you know? I do I do think that Vermin Supreme, you know, his boot on the head, act crazy, you know, the the whole show, you know, because that's what it is. It's a show, but a lot of people don't understand that. But the dude is actually in, in, immensely smart. The dude is damn near genius level. But people don't see that. They see the show and they see the 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 act that he puts on. But once again, they don't know that it's an act. They just think that libertarians are crazy. And I think if I think if we can find a way to have a good time, I mean, I, I, I do think that it's important to have a good time. You know, it doesn't need to be all uh, yeah. dead serious and, you know, you know, well, it's, political functions, but yeah, I'm sure Vermin would say, I mean, it's all a fucking circus anyway. You know what I mean? True. It's all a bunch of bullshit, fucking authoritarian bullshit. And so Vermin flips that on the head and says, Hey, if it's going to be so fucking absurd, I'm going to be the, the biggest absurd person there is and show you that this is just all circuses, but I'm not a huge Berman fan, but I appreciate that Spike Cohen came out of his, you know, Damn camp and, and really got uh, Spike going. It's got Spike on the national stage because I really think people like Spike, I, actually having met him in person at the convention, is the future of the party. And if we got if we can get him in leadership or him on our social media team nationally or locally like sky's the limit like he's a really really good person for that you know 100 so. percent. he spoke at our convention a few weeks ago too he was incredible i don't think anybody in the political sphere republican democrat or libertarian could hold a candle to him in a debate i'd love to see it you know but uh he was cool him and tasha he's he's 15 years sober i don't know if you guys knew that but they came out to the bars with us after the convention chatted us up for an hour you know just super cool people um, man, I'm behind him. You know, I don't like to get too invested in any one person because all people are going to fail you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm invested in the ideas, but man, Spike Cohen, he's a hell of a guy and he's a hell of a libertarian. I'm excited. Yeah, he's, for the he's doing a damn good job. You know what I mean? Like his messaging sense. And you know, once, uh, Joe lost when we knew Joe was going to lose, uh, where's Joe been? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, kind of just like went away. Like he just ramped up, man. And it really shows you that it wasn't about winning the presidency for him. It was about putting us on the national stage and like streamlining our messaging, and and not and not not compromising that messaging, which I think is a big thing for him. And and then he'll go to the fire. He'll go on Dave Smith's podcast and be like, "We got some shit wrong." You know what I mean? That tweet was not the best way, and and we should have done it better. And you know, here's my view on it. So like, the guy will debate people, and he will go on their shows, and. Um, I think he's got a show where he just talks to people who've been elected, and you know what I mean, like libertarians mm -hmm. who are actually elected. So uh, culture of winning, yeah, culture of winning. So he's doing good work, you know. So you know the Tom thing aside, um, Tom is all about. Anytime you've ever met Tom, he's all about the youngins, the the, the, old, the younger people are going to take over. So I mean, maybe this is his way of saying, you know, I'm taking the step back, and now you guys push forward with how you want to do. I'm out of the conversation. So it just seems like a, kind of like a mini retirement for him. But I do. I mean, I dare say Tom will be back. You know what I mean? I don't think he's going anywhere. So uh, and then it is important to remember that we're all on the same side. You know what I mean? And it's like we have so I, I all the time go on the Fakertarians podcast and defend Mises caucus and all this stuff. But we are all on the same side. And I wish we could remember that more. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because it feels 100%. like I spend my time arguing with libertarians more than I do with statists or anybody else, you know? Like, it seems like I'm all the time arguing with the people that I agree the most with instead of the opposite, you know? So, exactly. uh, Will, uh, being that y'all are not Texas and still border Texas, because I know that's a big Oklahoma thing. Uh-huh. Uh so, uh, 
what's going on down there in the uh the not texas state man it's good so uh I don't know if you've followed us much in the last few years, but we've really libertarianized this state as far as policy goes. So uh, 2018, we passed medical marijuana. It is the loosest and most open medical marijuana program in the country. Uh, it's absolutely a joke to get a card. You know, I mean, it's like you get on this Zoom appointment and they push you through. Like, they don't care what you have. They're going to give you a card no matter what. Um, it's cheap licensing, cheap licensing for dispensaries, growers, processors. It's a huge open market. So it's the closest medical program to recreational that exists right now um we passed constitutional carry a year ago so we've got constitutional carry now uh we raised our speed limits um we're doing a lot of cool stuff so um the libertarian numbers aren't huge you know i think joe did i think 1.3 1.4 percent maybe a little better than the national average but not great um but the idea is oklahomans are i say that we're more of a western state culturally than a southern state um, we kind of identify a little bit more with that culture of like Colorado and stuff, but we still have a lot of Southern identity because of our, you know, relationships with Missouri, Arkansas, Texas. So you kind of have that blending of the Bible Belt culture and then the uh, kind of hippie culture. And it's it's real weird. And it's kind of coming into a real unique melting pot lately. Uh, but it's cool. We've we've got a really, you know, unified party. So luckily in RLP, we don't have hardly any um, – you know, really infighting or disagreements. In fact, we had a really tight chair race. Whenever we voted, it was literally 16 votes versus 16 votes, so they tied. Both our chairs decided that they would agree to be co-chairs, and uh, they said they would both be fine with that. Well, the body rejected that. We didn't like that. We wanted one chair. And so uh, our no to vote, we had one no to vote, ended up switching over, and Kevin Hobby ended up becoming our chair, and he's going to do an awesome job. Um, but when you've got that much unity where your chair candidates can uh, can agree to share a job, I think that says a lot about our state party. So we're doing pretty good things. That's awesome. Yeah, that's man. awesome. I'm really yeah. glad to hear that. So I don't know much about Oklahoma, you know, LP. I mean, that's as much as I've ever heard of it, you know, because it's so hard to keep up with all the different states and all the different people. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but it sounds like you guys got good stuff going, especially with decrim and medical marijuana. Have you guys ever thought about doing psilocybin decrim and stuff like that or pushing that ball? Yeah, we're talking hard about it. So I actually got elected as the legislative at-large member this year. So that's my my responsibilities are responding to the legislation coming down from the state house and senate, but also doing initiatives. And that's something we're talking really seriously about because uh, we passed our medical marijuana program by a 11% margin. So, I mean, it passed pretty hard. And so we're thinking psilocybin could have really good chances. And, uh, yeah, we've talked about that a lot, and I think we're going to start getting an initiative together and maybe start gathering some signatures. It's going to be really interesting to see how Oregon deals with it and, you know what I mean, and see how, what comes out of that, open up the national conversation, you know. But we're still in sure. Tennessee, man, so we don't even have medical, you know. And uh, it's it's so it's so ass backwards here, man. It's an, it's absolutely insane that we're locking people up for plants still. I mean, I just can't wrap my head around it. And we I live in a tourist area, so like where I'm from, in Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, it's where Dolly Parton's from. So we get millions of, of tourists a year. Uh, and the, it's so funny because it's a great place. It's, it's a great place to have a vacation, but they just can't believe how backwards. They always ask me like, "Hey, man, where's your liquor store?" I'm like. You gotta like go the next county over, man. We're in dry county. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Like it's it's insane here, man. But we're I mean we're working on it. We got a couple guys uh, that started for all Tennessee. That's legislation uh, adjacent. That's all they do is push uh, libertarian minded legislation and and help local people like me who know nothing the fuck about it. How to get in front of my uh, the people in my county and my district and talk to them about things and. So I'm going down there soon. I'm meeting with Justin, and we're going to go talk about civil asset forfeiture and what we can do with that with our county. Um, the only good thing is is there are a good bit of conservatives in Tennessee. So where we do have that overlap with civil asset forfeiture and uh, less taxes, you know what I mean? We can work Absolutely. with them on that, you know. So, um, but hopefully in the near future, I believe everyone will pass. Uh, marijuana laws and then we'll be the last one sadly <laughs> man i would much rather have to hide my uh my marijuana than have to worry about 
California's gun laws and taxes and regulations. So I would take a southern red state over a coastal blue state any day of the week. Oh, well so that is something we can pivot into. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, Caitlyn Jenner has announced that she's running for governor of California. She's <laughs> yeah. a Republican. Yeah, I love that. Because you see this, you see this um, trans rights for all if you're a Democrat. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. uh, she's getting all kinds of pushback from, from the left part of that state and other people. And it's, it's just funny to see. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't really know much about uh, Caitlyn Jenner's politics. I, I heard that she was a Republican. And was she a Trump supporter? Mm, I don't believe so. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, I, I believe- know that. It seems like she's running because of the well, the fucked up shit that Newsom's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's that's her entire platform right now. Is as far as I've seen is, uh, I'm not Newsom, and I think you shouldn't be forced to be locked down for the rest of your life because of a virus that you can't see. So yeah, um, that More was really. Uh, my understanding is she was pushing. She's pushing anti-lockdown stuff, which is good. She's pushing for protecting small businesses, which yeah. uh, Newsom has not done. He's basically made sure that Hollywood and the elites in California are well taken care of because they take care mm-hmm. of him. And yeah. then uh, there's a couple other things I don't remember right off the top of my head, but basically, I, and I'm really surprised that, you know, I think, you know, the Libertarian Party of California should definitely look to see what her policy is and maybe kind of see about you know pushing some policy through her because i mean realistically you know she would fall in my opinion i think she would fall in some of those uh categories that we you know kind of stand for um you know and i think california would actually honestly i think if any state would go libertarian governor first i would say probably california would be the first one to do it just where i think you, you got such a broad mix if they don't reach out to her or her team in some weird capacity, I think it'd be a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner, just with the Kardashian aspect, is you're reaching billions of people, man, worldwide. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It would be amazing to see if they could if they could get something going with Caitlyn, even if she could run as an independent. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it seems like she's pretty staunch Republican. But I think it'd be a missed opportunity if they didn't reach out and try. You know? Yeah. I think I think the big thing I, I don't know California politics that well. I know that there's it's it's a very well I, I want to say it's a very broad range of policy, but it seems like a lot of people just vote, you know, in party line. Um, they just yeah. march in line and vote the way that they're going to vote. I know Arnold was the last Republican that they had exactly. in California, and I think Reagan was the one before him. They like celebrity um, Republicans. Yeah, yes. that's really what it comes down to. And really, Republicans in California aren't like what you would consider Republicans in Tennessee or Oklahoma or Texas. They're more yeah. like classical liberals. They they, yeah, they still think that you should be allowed to have guns, but they don't think you should be able to have whatever you want to. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger's story is fascinating. You know, even his governorship run was fascinating because he's got a really long uh, list of being uh, of championing bipartisanship. You know what I mean? Like, he was really good with that, even with the crazy, crazy staunch Democrats in California. He worked really, really well with them. Like, I have nothing but respect for that guy. And he seems to have come out against lockdowns, albeit, you know, subtly. Um, But that's not to pivot the point or change the subject. Um, But the lockdown shit, I think, is our biggest missed opportunity of the last year, year and a half, two years, however long it's been, you know? I mean, it's yeah, at the insanity. Level. Oh, absolutely, yeah, at the national level. And I'm not trying to play, um, you know, blame game or nothing, but the fact that we can get a statement out on the George Floyd verdict within five seconds, but we yeah. can't say shit about the lockdown for a year and a half, and like that, that shit is the stuff that's like, what are we doing, man? And I agree with what Joe uh, Bishop Hinchman said on the George Floyd verdict. I think it was a nice statement. It was a good statement. But it's like I, every time he con- he says it, I, I told him, like, dude, this is good. Now what about the lockdowns? <laughs> Do the same for the lockdowns, you know? Yeah, it was, it was basically dead, like – Yeah, they basically were like, oh, it's a once-in-a-life pandemic. You know, something like this hopefully we'll never see again. 
we'll just ignore it. That's that's a good yeah. thing. Yes. We'll just pretend like it doesn't exist, and we'll just say yes. You know, we'll 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 we won't say anything about the most authoritarian thing that we've seen in the United States for pretty much since 1776. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should be championing every fucking gym owner across this goddamn country. You know what I mean? Right. We should be like out in the streets on that stuff. We should be behind them. We should be raising money for these gym guys. We should be highlighting the suicides. We should be highlighting the effects on uh, college athletes in high school who are now not going to get their scholarships because they couldn't play football this year. You know, it's all kinds of shit we could champion. And just, it's like um, we just we just missed the ball so, so terribly, um, which is one of the main reasons why I work with the caucus I work with, you know? Same here, man. I think I think they were scared. You know, it's one thing to be wrong. It's another thing to be wrong with the death toll. And so I think they kind of were pussyfooting into it because, you know, they didn't want to make this big statement. And then all the science says that the lockdowns actually didn't make a difference. Now, if they would have stuck to their principles initially and stood for it, we'd be sitting on a gold mine right now. Because now, a year later, all the science has come out and actually the lockdowns didn't do anything. Texas is doing just fine. Florida's doing just fine. We could have capitalized on that so hard. And yeah, it's absolutely, like you said, a missed opportunity. I get the hesitancy, but I think whenever you're worried more about your own, you know, personal reputation being wrong than standing for your principles, first of all, that's kind of anti-libertarian in my opinion. But second of all, you're going to always miss those opportunities. You know, you're never going to be able to stand for something and make a big move forward if you're going to be scared and shy away when the time comes. So here's the thing is this is how you message that without saying you're against, you know, safety. So Mm. you can say the state, whether it be the state, actual state or the federal government should not be invested in telling you to stay at your house. They can say, hey, we've done some studies. You know, we think this may help do what the hell you want to do. You know, we see that masks are working. Do what the hell you want to do. You know, we see. You know, we've got these vaccines that we kind of rushed through that may help in the long term and it may not uh, do what the hell you want to do. But no, it, they basically were allowing the states to say, we're going to have absolute control over your life. We're going to tell you you can't run your business. We're going to say that you can't do this, you can't do that. If we catch you without a mask on, you better run because we're going to beat the shit out of you with these yeah. you know, these uh, bullies with a badge and all this other shit. And, and they basically were silent about it. You can say... Be smart and don't do anything stupid without using the government or without excusing the government of authoritarianism. You know, it's not hard to sit there and say that. Yeah, and we, I mean, we are the party of personal responsibility and and we're the party of, you know, choice for yourself. We take a risk every time you walk out of your fucking front door. I Mm -hmm. take a risk every time I drive to work in a 6,000 pound fucking steel missile. You know what I mean? Like, there. Uh, as long as you understand the risk, then and the people you're going to interact with understand the risk. That's it. You should never have to look to your governor, your mayor, or your government to tell you what time do I got to be home today, or can I go out? Can I go get some Wendy's today? Like, it's fucking bullshit, man. Like, it's and it's still going on. So now we've got millions upon millions of vaccinated people, and they're still like, wear the mask, wear the mask. Or now I work, uh, you know, I work in a pharmacy. Okay, so I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I've given hundreds of vaccines uh, to people over the last couple of months. Uh, but now we're going. You might need a third shot, and you might need a fourth shot, and now you might need a booster every year. And watch and see if this shit, the COVID shot and the flu shot, doesn't get rolled into one shot. Watch and see if it's now a billion-dollar industry. It's all about job security, too, man. We created a PPP or PPE industry now. Yep, every gas station it. has it. Every place has it. And and once they see that money and they see that roll in, this shit doesn't stop. It can't stop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it has to. So that's why the pushback should have been incredible at, at, at every level so we could tell them, no, you can't just put these rules on people. Because it mm-hmm. almost seems like it was a test, not to get crazy conspiracy, but to see who would comply and who would stay in their house and how they could do this on a national level, let's say if war broke out or something even worse than the coronavirus. I just read something that said that over, I think, in Norway, you're more than likely to die from the AstraZeneca 
uh, vaccine than you are from the coronavirus as far as the stats are out now. That's fucking insane, you know? There's a higher risk from that particular vaccine, you know? And maybe the numbers are Johnson Johnson one's having all kinds of issues, too. I mean, it was causing blood clots, and they just found something else. And they're saying, oh, well, we've done done the good testing. We've done the good testing. Well, then – why are we seeing people, you know, basically fucking dying from taking these vaccines? Yeah. You know, I, I get all the information as soon as it comes out from the place that I work. And the general public knows nothing about this shit. And when they ask me, um, am I going to have to get it again next year? I have to look at these people in their face and go, we don't know yet. <laughs> the trials are still ongoing. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? The people who are in the trials, they're still ongoing. They're still waiting on the results. We don't know. Well, isn't this FDA approved? It's not. Sadly, it's, it's under emergency use authorization, which isn't the same thing. you know. And the Johnson & Johnson blood clotting issue is, is – I can't believe it's not even a bigger issue because the way you treat blood clotting is with a, a drug called heparin, and that drug does nothing to this particular clotting issue. It's, wow. it's not working. So it's weird. So you got six women ages 18 to 39 who develop this blood clot disorder. That's six that they know about, right? So how many ladies went to the doctor after getting the vaccine with a blood clot disorder that wasn't attributed to this yet? You know what I mean? There could be thousands. And then, of course, down the future, we don't know uh, what health issues are. So and now you're seeing where, like I put a post about the other day, they're going to say, hey, man. Uh, companies are going to get the vaccine and give you $75 on your check. Get the vaccine. You're going to get better concert tickets. Right. Vaccine. You can go to a cruise. It's fucking mm-hmm. bullshit, man. Like, it's crazy that the uh, American public can't see uh, how this shit is just being poked and prodded. And, um, you know, and, and it is a personal choice, guys. Don't get me wrong. If you want it, totally get it. And the Johnson & Johnson is chemically different from the other Moderna and Pfizer. But it's it's a personal choice, and you should never, never uh, have to show a fucking card to travel out of state or whatever. You know what I mean? It's insane. I saw a great meme, and it was like uh, Fauci and Biden. I'm sure you guys have probably seen it, but it's like your car is totally fine, but we'd like you to put this experimental oil in it that might destroy your engine. It's like, you know, great. for great. all the vaccines, and I'm, I'm vaccinated. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but uh, I'm young. You know, there's really no chance of me dying of COVID or very little chance. I'm very happy to take that risk. Um, I work with seniors. That's what I do nine to five. So for me, it was an industrial thing to take care of them. You know, I don't want to infect any of the elderly people that I work with. Absolutely. And same thing like you were saying about the personal responsibility versus the government mandate. From the very get-go of this, I was happy to social distance from people. I was happy to wear a mask around the elderly people, you know, but it's a very different moral standard to have government force those things. And that is what the LP should have capitalized on and centered on and said. And I think that's a debate that most people don't even understand. It's like, they're so caught up on the specifics of the issues. They don't separate the legality from the personal choice. They see it as one, you're either anti-mask or pro-mask. Libertarians can come in and say, no, you can literally be pro-mask and anti-mask mandate. That's called liberty. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. It lets everybody have what they want, and it doesn't endanger anybody unless it's their own, you know, it's their own choice to endanger themselves if they'd like to. And that's a great, great teaching moment that we lost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is such a great teaching moment because that's a metaphor for almost everything that's wrong with the government. You can be this, but against having to be this. You know what I mean? Like you, you like Absolutely. it's so like it's such a lost opportunity that I almost hate to talk about it anymore because it just makes me mad. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I had a lot of guys. Have you guys? Oh, go ahead, man. Oh no, I was gonna ask you. Have you guys had? Did you guys ever even get corona? No. Okay. I, I had tested positive for it at one point in time, but I cool. never showed any symptoms. I yeah, don't... same. So I got I in November, and I had body aches. That was it. I didn't lose sense of taste or smell, um, and I had body aches. And for me, I would take the body aches over a vaccine. You know what so, I mean? So uh, that's my did choice. You, did you do the, uh, the the quick test, or was it the, the – the, the, I guess they call it the rapid test, or did you do like the lab culture one? I did a lab culture. It took about five, six days. Yeah, so. see, the one I tested positive on was the, the rapid test. 
And I've seen from a lot of studies that they say that those rapid tests are just most yeah. of the time they're wrong. So they say that you could just have something in your nose, like you, yeah. like pollen or something. They said it'll test positive. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a whole nother can of worms, the rapid testing thing. But yeah, it's just proven to be not as credible. Uh, you know what I mean? As a lot. And so didn't like said, uh, didn't Fauci come out with the other day and say something about there's a new strain that can't be tested for? I I wouldn't doubt it. I, I don't know if he did. I don't. I, if I see the word Fauci, I don't even just. I don't even click on it. Yeah, yeah. Like it, 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 it. That's that's like saying, "Hey, this animal that you can't see is going to kill you." Well, how do I stop it? I don't know, but it's going to kill you. It, it's fair mongering. It's all it is. The government you just listening to us will help you. We're going to save your life. Just trust us. It's dangerous. Hey, yeah, dude, uh, you want to get you want to get real crazy? I saw someone say that. Uh, the the government started to declassify all the UFO stuff, so this the vaccines are just to get us in order, so we don't uh, die around the 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 diseases the aliens are going to bring. <laughs> <laughs> well, supposedly here in a couple of weeks, the CIA is supposed to testify before Congress and unveil yeah. all their classified. Oh, dude, UFO I'm stoked, stuff. man. You know, I'm stoked about that stuff because I've seen the videos that they did declassify. They're insane, man. And this is department. This is the Department of Defense. I mean, these yeah. are videos of things stopping and turning on a dime and going Mach eight. You know what I mean? Like it's insane. You know what so I'm saying? Here's the so real question. I'm super excited. What are they? What are they hiding that they need to use aliens? What is it that's so bad that they're doing? Like, what war crime are they committing that they need to cover it up with? Hey, over here, there's aliens. We're doing something over here, but we're doing aliens over here. Yeah, I don't know, I but those that. videos are insane. And it's weird that it took some member of Bleak 182 to declassify it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you guys know about that, but that guy. Put that, that no. Yeah, yeah. So the dude that was in Bleak 182, his name's Tom DeLong. So he started an uh -huh. organization called To the Stars, and he's a huge, like, uh, uh, alien guy. And he's the one who got the Pentagon and to declassify all those videos and push the legislation to get them to come out. And supposedly in June, there's going to be even more. Um, just it's just like I don't believe in all that stuff, but it's like I wish Bigfoot was real. You know what I mean? It's fun. It's fun to look into. You know, it's fun to talk Absolutely. about. But there's I mean, because people confuse a UFO with it's going to be an alien. I mean, it could just be something insane. It's just an un unidentified flying object. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, but to hear these pilots talk about it, man, and like the way that like they were just flabbergasted while doing a regular training exercise to see something like that, um, is amazing. You know, and I hope we get to, to the bottom of it at least, you know. Yeah, so it, I would say that I think one running theory that I've seen from a lot of astrophysicists is that they may be from uh, like extraterrestrial life forms, but they're not on board. They're like almost like uh, kind of like the probes that we send into space. It's oh, similar okay. to that. They're, they're aut autonomously controlled and they run themselves. Um, and there was one theory I've seen that was really insane was basically – these beings were leaving these vessels out in space and as the universe as a whole turns uh we would pick it up however many million years later and they were basically probing and testing for stuff but this is civil, uh, civilization's been doing this for millions and millions of years and that you know basically that you know they knew that something would be here you know potentially they said that now this one's this one's a little bit crazy but supposedly these were the beings that put humans here and they're monitoring our progress and all that. But I do, I do think that the theory that, you know, potentially some of these have been left in our path as the universe spins and the planet spins that they knew that we'd be here. And so these vehicles are collecting data and then just shooting back off in the space and or in order to uh, transmit the data back out. Crazy. Nothing could possibly surprise me. I mean, like, I'm not going to write anything off anymore after COVID and all the crap we've seen this year. Like, if aliens invaded next week, I'd be like, all right, I guess I guess that makes sense, actually. Yeah, yeah it's about par for the course. Yeah. Let's just exactly. deem some Ron Paul speeches up to space, though. Let's just make sure. <laughs> Damn. Let's get those guys to They know we're for peace. You know? I believe we've hit the trifecta, gentlemen. We went from vaccines to aliens to LP fighting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the libertarian trifecta. Yeah, so not a real libertarian. Well, we discovered just about everything there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
yeah, it's, it's insane. It's, but I, I'd be interested in it. You know, but it, 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 it's very odd that all of a sudden the U.S. government is, is starting to declassify some of this when for so long um, they were adamant about it not existing and things of that nature. I, I don't know what happened and where that switch, why that switch happened. Do you guys uh, know? I think it reveals. Like oh, go ahead. Like I said, it's they're covering something up. That's what it is. I mean, they're if you look every single mainstream media story that comes out, they're covering something up in the background. Um, and that, that, realistically, I mean, I, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. But if you really look into it, you find a major news story that had wall to wall coverage for a week. You can do a little digging, and you can find something like really atrocious that happened, like the CIA got busted. You know. Uh, harvesting yeah. organs for the black market to fund some op over here in saying. Armenia yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I think they're really starting to react to the people getting pissed off, and with the uh, you know the BLM stuff, the rioting, even the uh, redacted movement, if you will. Yeah. Um, I think they're recognizing that people are really angry right now at the federal government specifically, and I think a lot of COVID. A lot of these things being declassified, I think they're trying to distract us, appease us, because they don't know how else to handle us right now. I think they're Unless very they aware. Can. I mean, they're watching social media. They're watching everything. They, they watch us like hawks. You know they do. The USPS, yeah. they found out, is spying on our social medias, the Postal Service. So they know that their time is limited and that people – the jig is up, essentially. We're finding a lot of information out a lot faster, and they can't keep going with the bullshit anymore. And I think they're trying to give us entertainment at this point and distractions just to keep us from storming or something yeah, similar. That, yeah, that's a good um, – I can see that. I, I agree with that. It's weird. We live in this weird time where we finally caught up with most of the mainstream people or even who I would consider sheeple are now saying fake news and fake news. And it's interesting. It's very interesting that the healthy skepticism of government that like my grandfather had is now mainstream. You know what I mean? And so and I'll be a, I'll, I'll say that's a fucking great thing. You know what I mean? Like questioning authority and stuff like that. I love it. But you do see an insane political correctness war with words, you know what I mean? And uh canceling mm -hmm. people for their two thousand and nine tweets. And it's an it's an uh, it's it's alien to me that someone could get a little bit of viral fame. And then you have these internet detectives just pour through everything they've ever done on the internet to instantly discredit and cancel them for a joke they made. Uh, that's the antithesis to everyone waking up. You know what I mean? We have this Absolutely. insane cancel type culture. And I know that people are like, it's not – cancel culture isn't real. I mean I think it's real, and I think all sides participate in it. You know, um, But it, it's weird that we have this insane skepticism. But then also this insane pushback for like words, you know what I mean? Like, like mm -hmm. I'll watch an Office episode, guys, from like six years ago, and I'll watch Michael Scott from The Office make fun of uh, the Mexican dude and make a joke, and I'm like, there's no way they could do that now. There's no fucking yeah. way they get no. away with that on NBC now. It's insane, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> We've all said things that we regret. We've all said things that we shouldn't have at times to people. Um, hopefully you were smart enough not to do it on the internet, but this whole, <laughs> you know, this whole blaming someone and trying to ruin their entire life and career for something they did in the past is just so against the, you know, realistic understanding of humanity. We're people, we make mistakes, we grow, we change, you know, we develop. It's like trying to crucify Chris Rock for something he did 10 years ago is just, I mean, it's, it's cruel, you know, it's worse than anything you could ever say. You know, his words were forgotten. Nobody cared about him. Those things we're, are done but you know hurting his career that's something that can actually last with him and you know stay with people i feel like the response to it you know is just it's almost against the human spirit of growth and development that we should be championing instead so if you look at uh at uh dave Chappelle, i think dave Chappelle is kind of a model of what we should look to do to to kind of cancel cancel culture um, if you remember, he got a lot of, you know, backlash about uh, a stand-up, uh, uh, a video he'd done recently. Uh, I think it was the one where he was making fun of trans people. Um, he made a joke about a car 
and you know there's gay people there's lesbians and then there's uh bisexual people and then there's trans people and he made fun of the trans people but he made fun of everybody um and there's this big backlash about it and he basically said i don't give a shit I, he said he said my jokes are my jokes i don't give a shit and i mean that's really what it should come down to you have the right to be offended by it but you don't have the right to say that i can't you know basically he was basically i don't give a shit you can be offended all you want to but i'm I'm still going to tell my jokes because i think you don't understand what a comedian is supposed to do if you think that they should apologize for a joke they made that offended somebody and i think chris rock and a lot of people like that who respond so um you know who give into that weight and respond and make those apologies and stuff are just giving more and more power to that i think i respect you know, Dave Chappelle for just saying screw off because no, he's funny. He's, he's hilarious and he's not a bad person. Clearly you can listen to him speak and understand that and that he's intelligent. So, uh, I respect him. I think that that's how more people should handle it. And that would get yeah. people, the cancel culture people to shut up. Yeah. I always go back to what another comedian said. His name was Patrice O'Neill. Um, he's, he's passed on now from diabetes, but um, they were talking about that same thing and jokes and canceling it. And he goes, well, I always ask the same question. Was the person trying to be funny? And they go, yeah. Well, then I don't care. Like trying to be funny all comes from the same place. We're just trying to make someone laugh. It's not disingenuous. It's not racist. It's not that I hate gay people or trans. I was trying to be funny. Do you mm-hmm. understand what that means? You know what I mean? And um, Sometimes it hits, and sometimes you laugh, and sometimes you go, well, that's fucked up, man. You shouldn't have said that, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it all comes from the same place. I'm just trying I'm just trying to make you laugh, you know what I mean? So, um, And I hope we have people that continue to stand up for uh, the comedians' rights because comedians are under attack almost more so than anyone in this nation right now. And we have a lot of comedians uh, in the United States um, who are speaking gospel truth right now, man. And it's weird that the stand-up comedians are this last bastion for, uh, you know, free speech. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's it's insane to me. But, yeah, it, it, I'm never offended. I, I hardly ever get offended. Um, but if I do, I always try to ask, well, were they trying to be funny? You know, if you're trying to be an edgelord and you're trying to fucking just be a cringe piece of shit, then fuck off. But if you were genuinely mm-hmm. trying to be funny and I just didn't get it or it's not my cup of tea or it's not – it doesn't appeal to my sensibilities or, um, you know, then I'll just fucking not listen to you. You know, like if you make a joke about a disabled person and, and I have a disabled brother, well, how could you fucking possibly know that? You know what I mean? Like sure. I'm not going to be offended on his behalf. You know, like it's it's just not my cup of tea. You're not my sense of humor and go on. There's plenty of people that think that dude who sticks his hands up puppet's ass is funny. I think he's a fucking idiot. That's not my cup of tea. You know what I mean? But there's plenty of people that think Legion of Skanks is offensive, and they're my favorite comedians. So, you know what I mean? It's just different strokes, man. Yeah. It, it really does come down to, I think, really, to the uh, in order to end cancel culture, you have to understand one very basic premise. If you're not able to laugh at yourself, you can't laugh at anybody else. And mm-hmm. I think I think we should all laugh at ourselves. I mean, we're Absolutely. humans as a whole are, are goofy. Um, we all suck, and we all just do our own thing. But, you know, you know, as far as the comedy thing, you know, if we can't even share comedy anymore, I mean, what the hell are we doing here? I mean, I mean, it, it, I remember Dave Chappelle used to be, I mean, he's always been one of the funniest people that I've ever known, you know, from the Dave Chappelle show all the way to all his stand-ups. I mean, you know, hell, Eddie Murphy back in the day, you know, with the red leather yeah. jacket, you know, that's some raunchy shit, but I mean, it's oh, funny. Man. I mean, Raunchy, raunchy, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, there's no way he could do that today. There's no way. No. no. And it's weird how he offended. pivoted to, like, Disney movies. You know what I mean? Like, it's odd to see this. It's odd to see Ice Cube talk about killing cops than <laughs> going to Barbershop, you know, or, or the Disney movie stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, it's weird, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I, I absolutely agree, man. And I think some of the worst moments I've ever been through uh, in my life, my brother, and we'll tell a story way later because we don't have time, but my brother got shot through the heart with a nine inch nail on a job site one time. Um, he had 16 hour surgery. As soon as the first words out of his mouth when he woke up, he looked over at me and he goes, Shit, I guess I'm not a vampire, you know, because it was a, <laughs> you know, because it was a silver nail, you know, and dude, okay. it, bro- it broke the moment and made me cry and laugh. But dude, that's where that's the human condition. 
you know, if you can't laugh at it, you're not going to heal, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, and for any, for that to be under attack hurts my heart, you know? And I hope um, shows like this and people, anyone can throw in a podcast and a Zoom meeting now and get these ideas out there. You know, I think we're going to start to see, I'm an optimist, uh, It's you know, uh, more so than I'm a pessimist. So I hope um, coming in the future, man, this shit's going to be, um, people are going to wake up and realize. And I hope we look back at this kind of time and this era uh, and just realize how fucking stupid we were on a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? And it's taking everything too seriously, man. Absolutely. It's like absolutely. somebody could get offended by any joke. I mean, chicken crossed the road. Somebody's, you know, dad got killed on a chicken farm. Oh, that hurt my feelings. You could literally get offended by anything if you wanted to stretch far enough to. Yeah. We take ourselves way too seriously. Imagine what a sad gray world it would be if we, you know, stopped making jokes because of who we would offend. It's ridiculous. But I'm completely with you, Sam. I'm like, man, it's getting better. People are realizing that it's it's ridiculous. They're realizing that the humor is worth a lot more than the moral superiority that we're trying to claim. And I think the future is honestly bright because a lot of people are waking up to it. I think social justice, I think, is on its way out. I think it's been tried many times before. I'm reading Human Action by Mises right now, nice. and I'm realizing a lot of those similarities that he was you know, comparing about the old Marx systems and stuff are exactly what you know, critical race theory and stuff is bringing up right now. This isn't a new thing. Cancel culture isn't new. It's just new in our society. But it's been tried and failed many times, and I think it's going to fail again. Ultimately, people like to laugh at things, and that's going to pursue a lot further than, uh, yeah, that moral high ground that the left is trying to claim. Well, yeah, because they don't really care. Yeah. No. Well, gentlemen, we're coming up on that hard yeah. one hour, you know, that, that the hard barrier that you can see coming down the road. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, Sam, is there anything you want to plug? Be a little selfish, yeah. anything? I know you want yeah, somebody to play Rust with, so. I know, right? Um, no, I play too many video games. It's insane. But um, uh, check out Severe County Libertarian Party. There's a Facebook page. My name's Samuel Shaw. I'm on Facebook. My DMs are always open. I don't know if I'm at my friend limit. Uh, and please, 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 if you like anything that I've said or maybe will or even uh, Chris, uh, check out the Mises Caucus on facebook go to lpmc.org uh we're doing a lot of great work man um we've got a great lady for the lp chair coming up her name's angela mccardle please check her out uh if you have any questions about what the mises caucus is doing in the state of tennessee hit me up i'll get you plugged in um and just you know keep living that's all awesome How about you will you got anything you want to plug hell yeah man um you guys can look me up on twitter my name on twitter is astronomical dawn um, Oklahoma Libertarian Party, look us up, OKLP. Like he said, man, Mises Caucus for sure, organizing that stuff in Oklahoma as well. Um, that affiliate is growing really fast all over the country. We want to do big things. So just like Sam said, man, follow the Mises Caucus. Um, Angela McArdle, yeah, we want to champion her. We've got really good candidates coming up and big things in the future. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate y'all coming on tonight. And uh, ladies and gentlemen out there, y'all be safe and be free. There's no such Bye thing guys. as a libertarian. Thanks, Chris. Never.